My name is Faith, and I'm with Blue Bonnet Home, and today we have Amy Benkin with us from Benkin Hill, and she is the Coastal Fairy Grandmother. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I mean, would you say that, that you are giving us all the 411 on what Coastal Grand is? Well, I I mean, I have self-dubbed the title, so um, I just felt like, you know, people it's everything thing everything seems so unattainable and so I got this kind of wild hair of like well no I'm going to show people it's actually not that hard so that's how I became the coastal godmother well I love it and I think that there's something to be said for having a fairy godmother and so I agree yes and so you could be the coastal fairy godmother or grandmother or whatever we want to call it I yes. love it I think there's something to be said about embracing a title because when you think of it all these different things that are given to people, they just give them to themselves anyways. Somebody's exactly. just, they just market it to be for them. So I get it. I'm the top color consultant in the South. I, know I love I'm, it. I know I'm the best. So I'm not worried about it. And exactly. I, know, I know that you are giving everybody the 411 on what Coastal Grandmother is. But before we get, before we dive into that, like, where are you from? So kind of from all over, uh, my dad was in the Air Force, but he retired when I was in sixth grade. So um, I always say I'm from St. Louis originally, um, my husband both, as both of us are, but then his job brought us to New Orleans um, and we were there for like eight and a half-ish years and now we are in Birmingham, Alabama. Oh, you are, you're, you're still in the South, but you're from, yes. you're originally from like the Midwest. Yes. So that's why you're the salt of the earth. Oh, you, you know, you get the best of both worlds in the hospitality. You know, people are always like, oh, Southern hospitality. I'm like, yeah, but you never see Midwest hospitality because it's pretty good too. Right. I mean, when you have to endure weather that my mama, oh, let me back up. My mama always said that the nicest people come where the worst weather is or when they yes. have hardships and it does get cold and it's very windy and we don't endure the same kind of weather. We endure a different kind of weather in the South than they do in the Midwest. Yes. So I think you have to have a little thicker skin. Well, in St. Louis, you get like a double whammy because we have the same summers as oh. the South. Oh, I and, didn't know that. Oh, wow. yes. It's so humid. It's the, literally, it's it's just a little bit shorter. It's like they actually have a fall, whereas we don't. But those winters, I mean, I could never live with the winter anymore. So you, so you and your family live in Birmingham. Yes. So, okay. And then, and you have four kids. Is that right? Yes. Yes. And then you started... I would say, I would call it vlogging because it really is like a video of like what's going on yes. and what you're trying to cover. So I would call it more of a vlog. So when did you start doing that? So I, we um, built our house during the pandemic and I had this idea that I was, you know, I'll do the website because I wanted to, you know, kind of document the process. Um, I have always been obsessed with houses and decorating um it's just like always been in my nature and so I was like this will be a really fun like outlet way back when when everyone I felt like had a blog I did one my oldest was a newborn and just never really stuck with it well this time I was like I'd really like that um because I'm home I'm staying home now and um websites take a lot of work a lot a lot of work and then it was like kind of at that time um, TikTok was getting more and more popular 
And I just kind of felt like that was more of my like natural, like stay in my lane kind of thing. Cause I feel like I have a big personality mm-hmm. um, and video was just so much more natural to me. And so I feel like that's how I've kind of just settled into where I'm at. And especially when you need to have some sort of escape from you being a parent and yes. a wife. And, yes. and whether you work inside the home or outside the home, you're still working. And so TikTok for me is an escape. And yes. so when I get on there and I don't know who the gods of TikTok are, but they knew that I would like what you were offering out there. And I, so I your stuff just kept coming up and I was like, oh my gosh. Yep. She, I, oh, I, those are the kind of clothes I just saw. Baby. <laughs> oh, yep. I used to design something like that. Oh, I have that. I have that. And so I had so many similarities and commonalities with what you were doing. So I naturally was like, I got to follow her. So, and then you started to get into the coastal grandmother. Yes. And that is something that I'm trying to explain to my clients. So I'm a color consultant and a design consultant. So I meet people every single week and I go into their homes and they have an arsenal of questions and projects that I need to work on. And so I'm continually trying to give them resources to, to deal with whatever they want to deal with. And one of the things is, is different types of trends. And there's, we know what's going on right now. We know that farmhouse has been there and it's come and gone and Mitsubishi yes. modern and boho chic. And then the, um, the jungle is like on one side of the thing. And then on the other side, we have traditional, which has been rebranded and traditional has been rebranded to grand millennial and coastal yes. brand, which is just really, we're just all embracing what our grandmothers have done. Yes. And so do you want to talk a little bit about what, how you would describe coastal grandmother? Yes. So I think the best way to describe it is, you know, if you open up like veranda or you open up um, house beautiful, you see very uber, uber traditional homes. So it's like the big florals. Um, and to me, coastal grandmother is just the relaxed version of that. It's still very traditional, but it doesn't feel um, stuffy. And I mean, I love traditional so I don't think stuffy in a bad way, but to me, coastal grandmother is just a little like bit I more said, relaxed. Very, yes, the relaxed version of it. And then, so would you only consider coastal grandmother just you would just associate that with Nancy Myers, or are there other um, key people that you associate with the coastal grandmother? I think a lot of designers and architects have been kind of doing this whole movement for a solid five years. Um, if you think about the, like the birds of prey pictures that have gotten really popular, um, you see a lot of those in like Southern living. So I think people have been designing that. Um, but the rest of the world is just, I feel like kind of catching on. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, traditional, and I mean, that's how I grew up was in a traditional home and family members had that as well in their homes. And so I, I embrace it. And mine is, I don't think mine's on the stuffy side because it's perfectly imperfect. There's nothing perfect in my home. That's the best way to say it. Yes. It's perfectly imperfect. And, um, designing is not about matching. It's about things marrying well together. So for me, coastal grandmother or grand millennial, 
which is essentially traditional style, just rebranded. We've yes. just modernized it, lightened it up, streamlined the color wheel a little bit. And you pick out things, you still have those pieces that have history to them. So it's not all brand new stuff, but they are bringing in bolder patterns and mixing things up. So yes. what, have you, what have you noticed in the Nancy Myers? Because I know you have a whole series yes. on TikTok and you go through point by point and I just have like five of them just jotted down. But what were your, what are the top things that you tell people about what Nancy Myers movies, like the things that stand out to you? The thing that truly all of the movies have in common, all of the sets have in common, and it's the thing that they knock out of the park every single time is they layer looks perfectly. And I always say, like, if you look at an outfit and you're like, oh my gosh, I love that. And you want to, you know, you see it on Pinterest and you want to do it yourself. Nine times out of 10, it includes layers because layers are you know, they're naturally appealing to the eye. And so, and I think one of the biggest thing too, with the whole coastal grandmother is when you bring in layers, layers can be different textures, a woven basket, um, a nice linen curtain or drape, um, you know, just having different things in the room, like a nice jute or sisal rug. That's a yes. layer. Yes. I tell, I tell so many of my clients when they ask me about rugs, first of all, I like Ushka rugs mm -hmm. Two, I like bespoke rugs and I'll have both. I'll have somebody on the podcast to talk about both of those. But the third one is a sisal rug. The sisal and jute rugs are a classic staple piece. Um, Estee Lauder has a house in the Hamptons. She's gone and passed. Her daughter, Erin owns it. And if you look Every single room in their house has a sisal rug yes. and, and they've either layered it. And this is a big formal house in the Hamptons, but they've completely, I mean, if you would put it in a category of coastal grandmother, yes. Um, Aaron Lauder does have a coffee table book that I highly recommend because you do, you see the layers, you see the lamps, you see the linens, you see the 60, 30, 10 that mm -hmm. you discussed in your yes, and you discuss the 70, 30, the accents of black. All, the, all those little pieces that you describe in your video, even the soaring windows, that house has it. So I do recommend Erin Lauder's book. I can't remember the name of it. I've got it in the living room, but she has was, a lot of visuals in that book. I was just thinking like when you were saying like people who have, you know, who are really kind of doing this look, she is definitely one. Um, India Hicks does it awesome. Ooh, um, Amanda is it Lindroth? I feel like I always say her name wrong. She awesome. Like it, but Erin Lauder, that one is, I would say like spearheads the movement. She, oh, so it just seems very effortless mm -hmm. and you still have all those classic pieces that feel like home from your yes. childhood. You're mixing the textiles, but it's not distracting or heavy. Not like the grand millennial because grand millennial tends to have a lot more pattern play. Yes. And Coastal Grandmother has more texture play. And I think we try and confuse it too much. It can be so simple as just a white coverlet with a white um, duvet cover on the end of a bed. That's a layer, you know? So it, it doesn't mm -hmm. always have to be, gosh, you walk through a store or a consignment shop, antique shop, and you're like, I, would, I don't even know. I, it can be so, so simple. Yes, you talk about your 
favorite things to get at a thrift store. Do you want to tell me a few of your, tell me a few of your favorite things that you bought at the thrift store when you're talking about layering? Because I did, um, I do recall in your, where you have a silver tray with yeah. your, with your vanity stuff on it. And yes. I have that with my daughter in her bathroom. I have a little silver tray. I probably paid less than a dollar for. Oh, they're so inexpensive. So inexpensive. And I have the soap dispenser on it and like a little needle point that says wash your hands and then like a rock and some, pearl, like it's this little doodad thing, right? And I don't yes. care if it gets yucky or messed up. It just, like you said, adds a layer. And I think that's a perfect description for people to remember. You know, design isn't about matching. It's about things marrying well together. And so you have your first layer, which is your base, you know, your bed, your side tables, the chair, the dresser, your TV. And then you add the next layer, your rug, your lamps, your curtains, your pillows. And depending on your personal taste and what you're comfortable with, because some people are a little bit more particular and they would like things a little bit more streamlined and structured and symmetrical. And then other people are okay with even more layers. Yes. And textures and textiles and things like that. I think if you have the luxury of doing this, and I'm not saying everyone does, but if you're able to have the architecture of the room be symmetrical, then you're really able to have fun with the design not being symmetrical. And that yeah. was the biggest thing when we built the house is, oh, our builder probably wanted to just like, throw me off a cliff because I was just like that looks like three inches more to the right than it should be because I was just like I knew that like if you can get that part down then the rest is kind of fair game I absolutely love your home I love the choices you've made I don't I don't typically give I give out compliments when I mean them so oh, I'm not like the person you. that's like, just like I give everybody a compliment that, you know, that rule, like if there's not something nice to say, you don't say it. Right. You know? And so I love your house. I hundred percent love all the choices that you made. And you know that cause I love on you, but you've made some select decisions when you were building your house that were to help with the design that were also cost-effective. Yes. Like all like to help with the tall ceilings. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. You want to tell us about some of your choices that you did, like how you saved money with your yes. new build? Because I know that you have really worked so hard on that. We, um, and you share all this on your TikTok. Oh, you yes. break everything down. So nobody has to go searching for this. No, I think the young, have, yes, I think the young kids call it gatekeeping nowadays. I don't gatekeep anything because I truly do believe that like life at any budget is fantastic. And I, I have a huge video on this too. It's like budget is so subjective. So you just have to take that out of the equation and you just have to do what fits in your budget. Yes. And there are so many ways. So for the tall ceilings, um, I really wanted 10 foot ceilings. Um, we were building in the pandemic and it was the height of lumber. So that was, nope, not happening. So we did nine foot, but with eight foot doors. And so when you do that, it just draws the eye up because, you know, you have your eight foot door and then you have, of course, your molding on top. Mm-hmm. It's practically to the ceiling. So it always looks like it's a 10 foot ceiling. But then also too, to save money, I only did that on the first floor. The kids' rooms upstairs, they just have a standard six, eight because no one uh, sees them. Yeah. What about... um how you saved money on for your light fixture 
So I shopped and shopped and shopped and shopped and shopped. And um, I have a variety of light fixtures. And what I did is I kind of just wanted, in order for it to look more designed, um, I kind of stuck to one color palette on the first floor where all of the your eye kind of sees. And I just did gold fixtures there. Um, and I stuck with it in one brand. So it was like they were different, but they have the same finish. And that could be any brand or any finish that you want. I mean, I did gold. Gold's not for everybody. It could be, you know, whatever. So what would you say would be like the biggest um, thing that you, what was like the biggest splurge you would think for the new house build that you did? Because I know you did some splurges too. Yes. We, I splurged on windows and appliances. Um, windows because you, you can't change those out. Um, and then appliances just because while we don't have an open floor plan, our kitchen and living room is kind of all one room. And so I wanted that like statement anchor pieces. Uh, all your stuff is so cute. I'm Thank sitting you. here like rolling your, <laughs> um, your TikTok, which is really funny because I'm, I should have it memorized. Um, but there's a few things on there and, and I bought one too. Your acrylic frames that you have. Yes. I absolutely love. You have the link on connected to um, your TikTok. So if people want to know what we're talking about, they need to go over to um, Ben Can Hill and go, go connect with it that way. But you have the acrylic frames. Yes. And you have the art light. And I just want you to tell people, that set up describe to, to us and tell us the choices that you made and why you made it and all that good stuff. So art lights, I would say hands down the easiest way to make a room look so much more elevated and they're not that expensive. I mean, I think that was kind of a more expensive line. Those are visual comfort. Yeah. And they, they might've been $180. I, I, can't remember right now. So I do have those kind of sporadically placed throughout the house. I love um, it. So pretty. The acrylic frames. And I have had this idea since for forever. Yes. Um, my mom actually made all my kids coming home outfits. So yeah. they kind of have that like extra level of being special to us. Um, and so I have all four kids framed going into like it's a hallway going into our um master and I have the art light over it um and I just love it you know some people said that it looked like orphan kids clothes hanging on what? the wall I don't oh. know oh my goodness no I have my daughter's first birthday dress and then I have what she came home from the hospital which she was a preemie and it was ginormous oh awkward. my gosh but it was Again, it was so meaning, meaningful. It was the Feltman Brothers. And then I think it was like Strasburg for her first birthday dress, which Aww. are both classic children's clothing. Yes. Items. I know you understand that. Oh, yes. I have it in um, like a velvet matte frame with like gold on the edge. And those are in my living room. And I did those years ago. And I loved it. And then I've been wanting to do something with acrylic frames forever. But I didn't know which ones I wanted to buy and which ones you know, we're okay to get. And I saw yours and then it was affordable because yes. they do run a higher price point. Oh, yes. And then you had already done the legwork finding them, 
where you found them. And I thought, well, if Amy did it, <laughs> then I'm yeah. <laughs> but then I got it. I got one, an oversized one. And my daughter had made this picture of her class last year. And I wanted to make it feel really special in her bedroom. And so I got that frame and hung her artwork inside of it. Now, granted, my husband cursed at me. He's like, I'm never doing this again. This was the worst thing I've ever done in my life because there's four screws that you have to get perfectly even. So I Okay, here's the trick. Yes, I do have the trick. You what? The painter's tape? Yeah. Did you do the painter's tape? Well, let me just put it to you this way. My husband was in charge of the situation. Oh, say no more. (laughs) He's a very manly man. He does all, um, all the things I, um, mathematics is not something I am drawn to. So anything, which is like measurements or measuring tends to give me a little bit more of my heartbeat going. Uh I just immediately like I'm out. I'm capable but I choose to spend my time in other areas. So he, I let him do it. Cause I saw four screws and I thought, oof, but I know. They, yeah. Yes. But one thing I love about those, um, and they're from Amazon and you, the variety of get, and you can either get the silver hardware or the hardware. Um, they even have like, I think a dark bronze one too. Yes. They have, and black. They have and all like you the said, it can be very acrylic frames can be so pricey, but these slam dunk. These were really good. I highly, I highly recommend them. Yes. Hire somebody else to hang them if your husband yeah. want to do yeah. it. But you're right. There is a trick where you can, um, you get the acrylic frame and you hold it up and then you would get like your painter's tape and you can mark it and yes. it off. That's how I do all, like, I have a gallery wall of my grandfather collected stamps. He traveled a lot for work, so he has stamps from all over the world. And I have this, like, gallery of, like, nine square frames over his bed. Yes, it's so sweet. It's so cute. You did so. Thank you. I'm a big believer in homes. I definitely, you know, I love, like, I love lines that are at Target. Like, do not get me wrong, but. It's about layering though. Yes. Have some like unique pieces to you and your family while adding in the Studio McGee lamp. But, you know, just to give it some more oomph, some more personality. I completely agree. One of the things that I have feedback for my clients when I'm in their home doing a design consultation, because we talked about designing this and about matching. It's about things marrying well together. And they're bringing in a new component which is layering, which is what we're talking about here. And I will pick out pieces that I see in their home. I'm shopping their home for anything personal. Yes. Just so I can like grasp like, oh, so do you like to travel? Oh, like with your um, grandfather, do you like stamps? Anything I can gravitate towards to ask questions. Well, why is that in a box? Why is that down here? All can we do? I have a bicycle on my wall. In the playroom. Oh, I love that. Her name is Sweet Pea. She's oh green. And, she's green and white. My uncle who passed away, who's very, I was very close with. That was a bike he bought for my aunt. Oh, he was a I big rider it. and she gave it to me and I will never get rid of it. It's a hunk of metal. It is so heavy to ride. 
And so I did not want to get rid of it. My husband asked me, well, what do you want me to do with this? It's just going to sit here in storage. I said, nope, I'm going to put it on no, the wall. Exactly. In the and it's yes. so cute. It is so cute. So I do agree with you. We, If you can take pieces that are unconventional, like your stamps, and then you put it, you package it up real pretty. It almost has like, it looks like a, an intaglio. How about, you'll just have like yes. one in there. That's it's how so I pretty. did it. Thank you. I love it. And it's up against a blue wall. Now, I don't, I know some of the colors in your paint, I mean, like some of the paint colors in your home. Yes. I have a feeling you might know all of your colors. Yes. Do you want to, do you want to like settle the score and just give us all your paint colors right now? So I like actually did um, mostly Dove White everywhere because I knew like, mm-hmm. I knew I was going to have to design each room kind of individual. It was just too much to take on because I did not hire a designer um, while we built. So, which a lot you didn't of need people, it. You didn't need thank it. You were you. fine. You Girl, I, mean? I mean, I was, I might it's have a few more gray hairs than normal, but it worked out. When you get a design like roadblock because it's not in stock or, you know, yes. it's above your budget or, you know, the sizing isn't right something breaks and you have to go get something completely different or it's ruined. Yes. That's when I, I think that design, the best designs happen is when you hit roadblocks. So it's not a no, it's a, let's make it better. Okay. That is so funny. You say that. Cause that brings me to my dining room. So I have, um, an old, uh, agony table and chairs. Now the seats were like, eh, so I recover them and that Krypton fabric where you can just like wipe it up. Yes. Well, I go to the fabric store. I pick out what I thought was like a French, deep French blue color. I did not. I apparently picked out a deep teal color. And I got it back when it came in. And I was like, huh, okay. Well, there's no <laughs> way I could go tell my husband, like, this is not the right color. And I, so I was like, yeah. it's going on these chairs regardless. Well, then I wanted to paint the whole room a really deep color. And so since I did not get, the blue I had teal I did the color on the walls and it's amazing I'm like I never ever ever would have picked teal but I had to because I had the teal chairs it made it more interesting and the fact that you painted the trim and the walls and the crown molding all the same color really made it give it a little bit more of a modern look and yes, it does still... kind of like bring it more. And I did that actually. So my son's room is hail navy. And I did same thing. Crown, baseboards, the back of the doors, the closet doors. And our builder was like, are you You're sure about this? Because this yeah. is going to be a lot to like undo no. if you change your mind and I was like oh I'm sure <laughs> you're you're yeah. thinking I have a boy I have a son yes. that is going to be yes. the best choice I just made was painting it all hell navy so and go ahead, everyone so wants to sleep in it when they come if like all of the guests are like because it's like it's a dungeon you I mean that a speck of light comes through there at night Dead light by Benjamin Moore you have dead light yes. by Benjamin Moore pretty much as the main wall color in your house, which the main wall color would mean everything except the colors that are mentioned. So um, your kitchen, your hallways, your living room and whatnot. And then that also includes your ceilings, your crown molding and your baseboards. And what everyone needs to realize is the very first color 
you pick when you're picking paint colors is your trim because mm-hmm. anything you do, that's going to be your control group. So because you chose Dove White and you wanted white walls, because Dove White does have creaminess to it, if you want your trim to look white, we needed to do the same white or darker yes. on your walls. So your choice, I'm 100% behind. Like, I, you did so good. I see, I see a lot of things, as you can tell. And then your dining room, what color did you do in your dining room? What's it's teal? Caribbean teal by Caribbean, Caribbean teal. And then your sun's room, you have hail navy. Yes. And then um, what other colors? You have like laundry uh, room is the cabinetry in the laundry room. Yes. And then across from that, we have our little like um, bar area. Yes. That is Sherwin-Williams rosemary. I love that color. It's I like this. It's a neutral, it's in the warm neutrals, but, um, it has, a, it has green in it, but it has a little bit of blue and a little bit of black. So it's not too bright. It's a little cloudy and soft, but it still gives you that green without being like Christmas green. Yes. It's, it's super yummy. All your colors are very, um, like velvety and cloudy and soft, but they still have a lot of saturation to them. If that yes. I want a very like comfortable colors. Yes. And you want things where if your kids touch them, you don't have to stress about it because exactly. white dove does have a little bit of pigment to it. So it's not going to be like Chantilly lace, which is a super bright white. Right. And, and still- I think the biggest misconception, um, when it comes to white, white is a color like, mm-hmm. and People are always like, oh, that's too sterile. Well, yes, if you do a very cold, like blue undertone white, that's going to feel very sterile. But if you have a warm white, it's a color. Yeah. When you have to pick a super bright white, you are, you're right. You are going to see those undertones and colors. Um, Sherwin-Williams, Snowbound, it pulls pink, extra white, has the green base. Mm -hmm. Um, High reflective white has like a blue purple and, you know, and it goes that way with with any shade of white, but you're right. You have to pick out what's going to look best for you in your house. And a lot of times when you pick a brighter white, if your home is a sizable estate, you do run the risk of making it look like a little, uh, how can I say this? Cheapened. You need to have, if you don't, if you make it where it's so stark and so bright, not where it feels clean, but where it just, it, the millwork just looks cheapened. Yes. No. And a traditional home with a lot of millwork does have a little bit of, I don't want to use the word creaminess as in yellow creamy. I want to use the word creaminess as in yumminess and like before it goes yellow just yes. like a soft white yes and so a softer white or even a clean white is fine but a stark white isn't it would not be one that I always recommend with a lot of millwork um so you do have to you do have to be careful with those whites and in your bathroom you have a bright white bathtub and you've yes. chosen a soft white and I love it I love layering whites I don't think the whites have to go together. If you go back to the Victorian era, there was something called white work or red work. And it was when people would be stitching their, their handwork. And so it would be red and white. And then they also have one that was white on white. And when it's white on white, it never matches the white fabric and the white threads are going to vary. So I do, white is my favorite color, even though it's not. Yes. 
Because yes. if you have the base as a white, like you do in your home, then you can choreograph your house any way you want and navigate it and change it as needed. So yes. then you just do like little splashes of color. And I love that you just like embrace what you liked and what your home needed. Like it's really, it's really cute. I hope everybody Thank goes over to you. the Thank you. It was so fun to do. Like I said, it, at the time it was so stressful, but it, it has just been so fun. I mean, I never would have thought if you would have told me, you know, two years ago that this is what I would be doing and that now brands are reaching out to me, I would have called you a liar, you know, <laughs> but yeah, it's so fun. Yeah, it is fun. And you make it fun. And I think one of the things that's nice as a mom, you know, you can get the information out in less than 60 seconds. Yes. So the website that you were, you know, working on or doing, you know, you're having to like hamper away at it and just like get it done and then you just leave it and it's untouched. And yes. this is something you can just pop in on and do a 10 second video or do a five second clip or 30 or 60, but you can't do more than three minutes. <laughs> no, no, exactly. <laughs> you can't do more than three minutes. So what is, what is your favorite thing about your new house that you've done? Oh gosh, honestly, I would say it's probably the kitchen. Cause I love that the kitchen is open to, oh, and also too, this all I do also love is that it actually is not an open floor plan, which I just read that is the new thing. Open floor plans are going away. And I am so, so here for it. I mean, <laughs> people thought I was crazy in 2022 doing a dining, a formal dining room. But I was just like, think about growing the meals you would have with your families at, at Christmas and Thanksgiving. You were always in a formal dining room. And like we, for 10 years, got away from that. And I'm so glad that those are back. Um, so I would say having a formal dining room and the kitchen, because I can cook. The kids can be in the living room and it's just so much, which I love. And <laughs> yeah, you need to have a little, a little, um, space from the kids. I know yes. it's hard keeping everybody out of the kitchen. I do. Yes. Yeah. I understand about wanting the open floor plan. Um, and I know people have been knocking down walls and stuff. But like you, like we said earlier, everybody is so different and yes. you have to embrace what's best for you and your household. And I understand about wanting to have <laughs> some space from the kiddos yes. so you can get your work done in the kitchen. There's something to be said for that. Well, yes. um, what, what is like your favorite thrift store find? Like, do you have an arsenal of them? Cause I know I do. Yes. Um, I always say, check out the silver. Um, and I also love Brass. taking something and not using it as it's intended. Like I have the yes. silver bowl that I just put hydrangeas in and it's like, looks so elevated and it's the cheapest flower vase with some $5 hydrangeas. So always kind of, I love that what you can do with something, even though it wasn't supposed to be used as that. Do you know what you made me think of when you said that? So I have a brass bowl. It's so beautiful. I used to have it like in my coffee area with the disposable coffee cups, but we're not doing that oh. anymore. And so I have it. <laughs> this is inappropriate, but I don't care. I have my brass bowl underneath the bathroom sink and it has all my tampons in it. And oh, see, no, I think that's great. And so when I open up the cupboard, it looks pretty. <laughs> I don't want to 
about it. You know, when you're facing the packs. Yes. But I I do too. I love doing the unconventional where you're repurposing something. And that is what makes it interesting. And that's what makes your home unique is like when you get something and you find a new use for it. Like the bicycle on the wall, like your, your silver tray, your silver container makes things fun and special. I love it. And also too, like artwork you can find neat more at like inside versus like thrift shops but artwork and it's like almost always professionally framed for a song I mean I have these like two bird prints that I think I paid 15 or 20 dollars for and they have this like gorgeous like almost like a tortoiseshell frame on them I mean it's just like artwork Mm -hmm. silver jars like Monastery, like blue and white jars, those are good things to look for. And also, to find something that is this can be really expensive, but you can go and you can just get ideas and then find it within your price range. You're so generous with sharing all the information of like where you got something, your journey to getting it, how much it cost you, and then you pass on where you got it to other people because you're really taking the legwork out for a lot because you've done all the digging, all the I hard mean, work I, you've done. I love to shop. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, you have to, I mean, that's how you get your cardio. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I do have a couple other questions for you about your new house. Um, so you have marble. Do you have it in the kitchen? I do on the counter. I, and, and you want to talk about that? Uh, Cause I want you to, okay. <laughs> I want you to tell me, tell me all the things about the marble. And then I want to hear about your, um, your gas lanterns on the front porch. And then I'll, and then I'll let you go, but I just have to know a little bit more. So marble in the kitchen, it, it, it is for you or it is not for you. There is no in between. Um, Ours is destroyed, truly destroyed by four kids, but it does not bother me at all. And you can get, I found like an etching kit and it, it worked. Um, but I saw someone say anything lookalike kind of misses the mark. And I was like, man, if this is going to be like the big space in the house, like I want to make sure that it doesn't miss the mark. So, and honestly, um, actual, the real marble was much cheaper than doing like a quartz or, um, some things I was like, you know, I'm just going to give it a go. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And in five, seven years, whatever, we can replace it. We don't have a ton of countertops, but I stress about it. And I think like someone said, you know, you don't go up to a bar in Paris and think like, gosh, their marble looks terrible. You know, it's just that it has that patina and character and I love it. I was going to say that when you, when you go overseas and you, and you happen upon like in a cafe or a bakery or the bar and you see the marble tops, you don't, you don't go, Oh, you're just like, they're going, this is so beautiful. This is so nice. And I, I I know that it is either something you can deal with or something you can't. So I don't have it yet because of that reason because I want to be able to embrace it. I've also, I've also been told now, I don't remember who it was. Somebody got an entire, you know, like their kitchen completely done to marble. And then they just went ahead and got a bottle of red wine. I think was it Kelly Rippa. It was somebody oh. they poured red wine over the entire countertop. Maybe it was Jennifer Gardner. And then they went ahead, they poured it over the entire countertop 
and then they just wiped it up and they're like, okay, now it's, it's been done. cured. Yes. Like, so yeah, a lot of people will get their marble countertops and then they'll just cure it. They'll just pour something all over it and wipe it off. So then it's already been absorbed. You know, it's like, okay, well, it's already been. Oh, done. well, and we did honed, which I, at the time when we did it, they said honed marble hides imperfections better. Yeah. And I, I can't attest that because I've never had polished. So no, that's right. The honed would hide it a little bit more because um, a matte surface isn't going to bring out the imperfections as much as a shiny surface would. Yeah, because of the reflective of the light. So it is true. And I like that leathered finish. It's really pretty. But the gas lanterns out front, like that is just like putting on the beautiful eyelashes on your makeup. I always say lighting is the jewelry of the home. Mm-hmm. Yes. We actually, having been in New Orleans for as long as we were, I loved that um, Acadia architecture and so we have a very um south louisiana traditional home kind it doesn't really stick out like a sore thumb in birmingham luckily um but when we were designing the house i was like i don't want someone to walk up and be like oh that's a brand new house or i don't want in 15 years to be like that house was built in 2020 like you can just tell so Mm -hmm. i stuck with a very classic um design and with that I had to have the two gas lanterns on the side of yeah, the Yeah, you had to. I completely, yes. that was something you absolutely had to have. It's so pretty. And I, I wonder if I can get it done in my house. Because we, we just have electrical lanterns right now. But that is on my wish list. Okay, even if you can't though, there are some light bulbs. I think they're like pricey for what a light bulb would t- typically cost. But they look like flames. So look into yeah, that. We did. It looks like Halloween house. So this oh, is the mark. Yeah, it missed the mark. If we're talking about the same product, but yeah, I would just rather have the real ones. Uh, yeah, the gas lanterns add so much charm and personality to a house. So if your exterior feels like it's missing something, I yes, go check out some some new lighting because a lot of times people put their little chintzy looking lights outside. There's this little bitty, it's like the size of your hand. And it really needs to be more like the size of your femur or your torso. And a lot of these homes just need to go bigger. Scale. Scale is, I think, one of the hardest things for people to master. I almost want to say, when in doubt, go. Yes. I'm from Texas, so I completely go big or go home. Go bigger, go bigger. Well, what is, tell me all your social media, how people can find you. And um, if you have a website, if you can share that with us. So everything on social media is Benkin Hill um, and it's B-E-N-K-E-N Hill. Um, And my website is amybenkin.com. I am hoping to do more on there this school year now that the kids are back in school. Um, And been kind of working on some things behind the scenes that maybe we could bring a little bit of Benkin Hill into your guys's homes. So we'll see. Fingers crossed on that. Um, but yeah, that's exciting. that's exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And I can't look, I look forward to talking to you next time. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. I, this is my first podcast. So I feel like whew, you did really good. You did thank good. You. Thanks.
Bye. Talk to you.